And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey just clear here. So happy to be back. Um, it's been a rough week for the old play-by-play host. We uh, had some issues. I'm not going to go into those issues because they're um, not the most aesthetically pleasing. But we had a rough week health-wise last week, and we'll leave it at that. But the most important thing is that we are okay now. And we are ready to go now, and we are not expecting any complications nor any setbacks. We're expecting to do five full shows this week, talking about all the amazing things happening in the world of local sports. Today, we've got Brian Colley lined up at 1145. We've got um, Vanderbilt Catholic baseball coach, Coach Chad Menard, lined up at noon. Um it's going to be a fun show. We've got our W's and L's on the weekend side of things. <clears throat> We've got some betting picks. We've got all sorts of things lined up. That'll keep you entertained until the 1 o'clock hour. So, let's dive right into this. Um, a lot has happened, obviously, since we last were on the air with you on Tuesday. I can't recap every single thing that's happened on the high school side since Tuesday um, because we would be here until two o'clock doing just that. Um, But I can tell you what happened over the weekend and we could kind of plug in some of the pieces and fill in some of the gaps. In Division Division 2 non-select, we had some local teams get upset um, and are not going to Sulphur. Some local teams that we thought were going to go to Sulphur who are not. Lakeshore gets an upset win over Lutcher, taking the best two of three series two games to one. Why this is a surprise? Well, A, because Lutcher was the number one overall seed, and B, Lutcher won game one decisively, seven to three. So it's looking like earlier in the week, like, okay, ho-hum, Lutcher's going to cruise. Not so fast. They got together for the doubleheader on, let's see what day that was, Sunday, on Friday, and Lakeshore just put it on them. They won game two of the series, eight to two. And then they run-ruled them in game three, 12-1, to one, like not close. So Lakeshore, not Lutcher, is going to Sulphur. The number one seed in Division II non-select is out, dealing a big blow uh, to the Lutcher Bulldogs, who had very high hopes of maybe winning the state championship. Um, we go to <laughs> the bottom end of that bracket. Assumption, on Friday, opened up their series with North DeSoto and got a run-rule win. 10 nothing. Everybody on the outside looking in, saying to themselves, all right, Lutcher's a win away from going to Sulphur. They're going to punch that ticket forward, no doubt about it, right? Wrong. North DeSoto on Sunday lines up and blows them out. Game two of the series, 11-1, to one, a run rule. Game three of the series, 4-1. to one. Assumption is out. They were one win away, had two chances to win one game. They're out. North DeSoto is going to Sulphur. I'm not going to lie to you. Those two results there were shocking to me. I like, I am laying in bed on Saturday. No, not Saturday, on Friday, because I still was very much laid up on Friday. I'm laying in bed on Friday looking at that and saying to myself, ain't no way Lutcher's out. Sure enough. Then yesterday, I'm not in bed, but I'm just looking at the scores, checking them out, seeing that assumption is out. Ain't no way. But sure enough, they're out. 
North DeSoto punches the ticket. Lakeshore punches the ticket. They are going to Sulphur. Now, the news from the rest of the area isn't as bleak, right? In Division Three, non-select, we've got Berwick, who is going to Sulphur. They get a series victory over Sterlington. They sweep the series, winning game one, three to nothing, winning game two, four to two. I've been telling you guys here on this show all year, <clears throat> pay no attention to the struggles that Berwick's having. Remember earlier in the year, Berwick's scuffling. They start off 0-3. They start off, you know, 6-8 and or 7-9, and something like that. I remember vividly saying, hey, when it's time to go, Berwick's going to be ready to go. They swept Sterlington 3-0, 4-2. They're going to Sulphur. They'll take on Kinder in a game that will be played on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. I'll go so far as to say I think they're the best team in the bracket. Just looking at it, Kendra's got some good results. They got some good wins. They're the number one seed for a reason, blah, 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 on and on and on. Um, But I think Berwick's the best team in the bracket. They're battle-tested. They've been there before. I think they're going to win the championship, or at least at the very least have a great chance to win the championship in Division Three non-select as they punch their ticket forward. Division two, select. <clears throat> we've got one local team in, and we've got one local team waiting to get in. Vanderbilt is in. Vanderbilt got a thrilling series victory over Turlings Catholic. Vanderbilt won game one of the series way back last week on Thursday, 8-2. to two. And what happens? You pause Friday for the state track meet. You get rained out Saturday. You got to go back yesterday. They play on Sunday, yesterday against Turlings Catholic. Turlings wins game two of the series, 12-2. Then game three, the Terriers fall behind 1-0, and it's looking like, oh, no, it's going to end the short for Vanderbilt. They're on the road. They're struggling. They're losing. Not so fast. Vanderbilt gets a three-run inning, rallies, holds on, gets a great pitching performance. They're moving to the semifinals. Vanderbilt gets a 2-1 series victory over Turlings, a 3-1 victory in the decisive game. The Terriers are now moving on to Sulphur. They'll take on St. Louis Catholic in the semifinals. Here's where Vanderbilt and then also E.D. White, who we're going to talk about in a second, are going to have a little bit of a disadvantage. It's going to be some limited arms, right? You finish your series on Sunday as opposed to finishing your series on Saturday or Friday or whatever it may be. Now, anybody who threw like 70 or more pitches yesterday, they can't play Wednesday. They can't or they can't pitch Wednesday, rather. They play, can't pitch. So now what it does is this. Look, Vanderbilt's going to be okay. They got James Gidry. He's going to be lined up. He's more than likely going to get the ball on Wednesday. But what happens if Gidry maybe doesn't have his best stuff or St. Louis runs his pitch count up and you got to go to the bullpen? Maybe a little bit limited there on the back end of things. So that'll be something to pay attention to, whereas St. Louis, Vanderbilt's opponent, They've been rested for a long time. They wrapped up their series early, and they move on to the next round early. So maybe a little bit of an advantage to them there as they got their game out of the way on Saturday, sweeping Shaw. So it's Vanderbilt and St. Louis. Now on the bottom is a situation where you got a team that really could potentially be limited in pitching, and that's E.D. White. They were scheduled to take on are not scheduled or are scheduled to take on Dallas. Now they won game one way back on Thursday, eight, nothing. 
Stay track meet Friday, get rained out Saturday. And then De La Salle just kind of decides, yeah, I don't feel like playing Sunday. But I understand the field was ready, just couldn't like communicate, couldn't get through and couldn't figure out a date or time rather to play on that date. So now they move it to Monday. Game two of the series scheduled for two o'clock today. Game three of the series scheduled for 430 today. The winner of that one plays St. Thomas Moore Wednesday at 5 o'clock in Sulphur. <clears throat> you start talking about playing Monday, then Wednesday. E.D. White could potentially be low on arms if they make it to Sulphur, especially if they have to play two games today. It would be in their absolute best interest to win game one of the doubleheader today. Now, again, they are in the same situation as Vanderbilt. They do have their ace, Tyler Weimer, ready to go, right? He's going to be ready to go. But it puts a lot of pressure on Tyler to have to go deep in the game against the St. Thomas Moore team that scores. It's the St. Thomas Moore team that won both games in the quarterfinals via run rule. So E.D. White or De La Salle is waiting on St. Thomas Moore. Those games will be Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Then also we had CCA going out to the Monroe area. They come up a little short. They lose 7 nothing to Wachita Christian. But our old buddy G. Cassard and Ascension Catholic, they punched their ticket on Thursday, getting a 10 to nothing win over Central Private. So Ascension Catholic moves on. They're in the semifinals in Division 4 select, trying to make their way to the championship. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Kale. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3 and 2 stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. 
At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just there here. We're joined and now on the phone lines by South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley for his weekly Monday at 1145 interview. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing? Hey, Coach, we got you now? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome, awesome. We had the buddy had the telephone turned off for whatever reason uh you leave for a week and they start tearing down the equipment coach you know how that goes right yeah. oh my goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> look man let's talk about this um crazy times in high school baseball i was just recapping in the first segment of the show there were some teams that i thought were gonna make it that did not i was surprised to see lakeshore upset lutcher i was even more surprised to see north DeSoto beat assumption now, we're super happy for the teams who got in. Vanderbilt's already in, and we're hopeful that E.D. White will get there as well. Berwick's there. Ascension Catholic's there. But there were a few that got away. Yeah, and it, look, it goes to show you. We talked about it Saturday where uh, if you get a break in that game and your series, some uh, teams may take advantage of it and uh, didn't work out for Assumption. I was surprised, again, like you just mentioned with Lutcher and, and Assumption, uh, you know, losing that series, but kind of the way they did uh it was it was surprising yeah no doubt about that then look on the Vanderbilt side of things they lose game two of their series and get beat up on right you know the the opponent puts 10 or a 10 run margin on them that wasn't a run rule but they beat them by 10 in the game and then all Vanderbilt does is they calmly collect themselves and they win three to one in the next game it's amazing the work that they've done, man. Uh, I'm going to have Coach Menard on in the next segment of the show. Um, they lost as much as South Lafouche did. They lost eight starters. They lost several key guys on the mound. And they're still going back to the state tournament with a chance to defend their championship, man. you got to give credit where it's due. That, that, that staff there has done an excellent job. The kids have done an excellent job. Very impressive series victory for, uh, over Turlings Catholic. Tons of credit goes out to, to Vanderbilt. And, look, when they started out the season, it really – everybody, oh, Vanderbilt, they're not as good. They're down, you know. And, uh, look, they came back strong and playing their best ball right now. And I'm curious to see in that uh, second game uh, if he knew – if Coach Menard kind of knew, oh, well, this one's gotten away from us. Let's just focus on game three. At what time in the game, if any time during the game, did, uh, did they re, uh, think that way and just forget about that game two and just focus on game three and they got the job done? Now, not that it's ever easy to win the state championship, but for Vanderbilt and then especially E.D. White, there's some complications, right? Anybody who threw more than, I think it's 74 pitches yesterday for Vanderbilt, 
is not eligible to throw Wednesday against St. Louis. Then for E.D. White, the situation is going to be even more severe because you're playing today and then again on Wednesday. So that pitch count number is going to be even lower. Um, I mentioned it in the first segment of the show. E.D. White had the It'll be very well served to win that first game and get out of there against De La Salle today. But if you're talking about having to play 14 innings of baseball and then turn right back around and have to do it again on Wednesday, boy, they could potentially be heading to Sulphur with a lot of arms, not eligible to pitch. And it's unfortunate that you know it's out of their control, Mother Nature, and it is what it is. But boy, E.D. White and Vanderbilt have some big challenges going forward. Yeah, E.D. White, in their case, it's kind of, uh, unfair, unfortunate, that where they're going to have to play two games possibly today. And you're right, when uh, their next game, in a, what, a day or two after, two days after, the pitching is going to to have a big impact in this series. And uh, I would I would expect possibly a, uh, an offensive showing tonight, maybe about both teams, if, you might have some guys who probably didn't pitch much for you that you might have to get in there because now look, you got to win. You got to win one of them for sure to guarantee uh, a trip to Sulphur. So I, it's going to be, I'm curious to see how they're going to attack their pitching uh, plan going to, uh, for this afternoon's game. Yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Look here over on campus, spring football is going on. Just wrapped up the state track meet. We want to congratulate Ava Bure and then uh, Claire Repstock for finishing both fifth in their respective events. Both had an excellent showing there. Had a couple of young ladies uh, and, and, and also a gentleman compete at the state tennis tournament. Um, you know, So congratulations to all on a successful uh, spring athletic season. Tell me about those spring football tarpons, man. I'm going to get an opportunity hopefully sometime this week to go check them out. BJ uh, had him on Saturday. He's super excited. Um, you told me that you went and, you know, uh, had a look at them. How are the Tarpon football team looking so far? Well, it's a, a different team, a kind of a, a different vibe with a new team coming in from last year. They got some guys that they're going to have to replace some skill guys and a few offensive linemen. But this year's team, I think they're going to they're gonna be big. And I think that can cause some, some problems once these guys get bigger, faster, stronger over the summer. They're, they're going to be better than what they are you know, in a few uh, months than what they are today uh, when they get into that weight program. And I'm looking for the, tar- the Tarpons are more competitive, definitely. The defense is going to be very much improved. And I think, um, you know, Coach Bryce Gidges is going to have them guys ready. He's got uh, – I think he may come into uh, the season with a little chip on his shoulder from, you know, the way the defense performed last year. And I think uh, – well, I know for a fact that our defense is going to be – much improved, and there's a lot of competition going on. These guys are young, but they are very confident in their ability. They got some playing time last year or this year's freshman, and we're going to see some uh, eight graders turn freshmen uh, next year. They're going to be getting the starting nod already on the varsity level. So uh, I think the Tarpons are going to be ready. They uh, got more kind of a a pop in their step right now. They're excited to be out there, and I'm going to hopefully get out there a couple of days this week and get a much better look at them. Usually I would say that 
the spring game for a team really doesn't mean anything, right? You know, you're going out there, you're just trying to stay healthy, you're getting reps. If you do well, hey, awesome. If you don't do well, that's okay too. You know, you got a lot to work on, whatever. But I really think that South Lafouche's spring game with HL Bourgeois is very important. I think it's very important mentally for the kids. I think it's very important for the coaching staff. And when we get to that scrimmage, if that defense is able to push back, I think it's huge. Whereas on the flip side to that, if we get to that live quarter and the Braves are breaking 60, 70-yard runs and the Tarpons are struggling to tackle and everything that we saw last year, I think it's going to be demoralizing a little bit. What say you? Like, I feel like the spring game is more important for the boys down the bye this year than it's been in years past. It is. It's important, but it, it's uh, also important. <clears throat> Don't read or put a whole lot of stock into it. Definitely you want to see some improvement from, from last year, but, uh, you know, it, I don't know how much of fundamentals are being worked on in spring compared to what's going to be worked on throughout the summer and next year. So the tackling may be there, may not be there, but I know one thing is you can, they're going to have to be aggressive. And I think if the coaching staff sees this aggressive attitude and this competitive attitude that these guys have, I think that's going to go a long, long way to, uh, to start off the season next year. Brother, the date on the calendar reads May the eighth. You don't have very many days left as the oh, athletic yeah. director, brother. What what left? What's left on your plate? What are some things that you have left to do before retirement, man? Well, pretty much cleaning up right now. <laughs> Turning, uh, giving uh, Justin Gouger the reins. You know, uh, pretty soon uh, he's uh, gonna gonna take a hit the ground run. He's gonna do a great job. And right now is just finishing up. With spring football and uh, next week with our game, and uh, going back, I want to mention what you just mentioned something about track with uh, Ava Bora and uh, Claire Epstock. They were at that state track meet this past Saturday and had to go through like several rain delays, weather delays, and they ended up moving the shot put to uh, their indoor facility. And Ava never threw on, on an indoor before. and she overcame that and still placed fifth in the state, which is a, a great accomplishment. Only a 10th grader. And Claire Epstock, a freshman, freshman now, placed fifth place in the disc because she broke her own record in the disc because she said it earlier, and she broke it her own record again at the state level. So such a, a great job that these two young ladies did at the state meet, overcoming a, a lot of obstacles uh, this past Saturday. But, again, getting back to uh, to my tenure here, yeah, a few more days and this is going to be done. And just cleaning up, making sure that Justin's going to have uh, everything he needs to uh, to continue moving this uh, athletic program forward. Good stuff. And, look, facility-wise, I know we asked you about this, and it's an ongoing thing. Is everything still going smooth? I know it's the offseason now, so maybe a time for some work to get done. Uh, football press box is done. From what I understand, the scoreboard's back up on the baseball, softball side. Is everything good? Yeah, we got a baseball, softball, football scoreboard is back up last week. Uh, they're going to give me the controls this week. They're going to come hook it up, and we'll be ready to go with the football board, uh, press box and all. That's all done. Uh, they're going to start on the, the school building in a couple of weeks where they're gonna we're going to finally you know get – the sheetrock and all fixed, uh, ceiling tiles in some places up. The floors will be uh, back with a regular floor and not cement. And 
those things are going to be looking uh, looking forward to that starting in a couple of weeks. And uh, the past two weeks, the roofing crew uh, were, was off because of leak testing. So they're going to get back started pretty soon. And hopefully, oh, I'd say within the next month, the roof uh, project will be complete at school. Awesome. Look, man, before we let you go, there's a television show on Hulu. I know you said you wanted to watch, but I don't know if you've had a chance, called Algiers America featuring the Ed and the Car football team. Have you had a chance to see that yet? Oh, yes, sir. I'm all, I am I watched every one of them. I think uh, I'm up to date on it. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good stuff. So I'm going to ask you a tongue-in-cheek question. What do you think of the way they followed COVID protocols in 2020? <laughs> Did, did they have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, yeah. It was a uh, it, it, it was not followed with the way it should have been over there. And it's uh, on national TV for everybody to see. But it is what it is, and uh, but it's uh, it's very entertaining, and uh, I, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thanks so much for the time, man. Have a great rest of the day, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Yep. That's Coach Brian Colley. Look, Algiers America, I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek. It is a good show. I would encourage anyone to watch it. But for anybody who's familiar with high school athletics or for the coaches or specifically athletic directors who had to put protocols and provisions in place, they weren't following that at the car at all. You know, you were supposed to be masking and social distancing and sitting six feet away from everybody and constantly throughout the show they're flashing back to 2020 and people are just piled into a room like sardines it, it they had no provisions and no protocols at all going on out there in Algiers but that's okay everybody made it out okay we all survived it just thought it was funny looking back let's catch a break when we get back we're going to Chad Menard of Vanderbilt his team is going to sulfur they are two wins away from another state championship. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 
energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisler here. I hope everybody's enjoying their Monday. I sincerely mean that. Hope they're enjoying their Monday as much as the guy on the phone lines is. That's Chad Menard with Vanderbilt Baseball. His team punched a ticket to Sulphur yesterday in the Division II Select State Championship round. And it's another season where Vanderbilt will be competing for and trying to win the state championship. Coach Menard, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon. Like you said, man, if, if I'm not doing good right now, something's wrong. <laughs> no doubt about that. Great day for your kids yesterday, man. They showed their ability to overcome adversity. Turlings puts it on you pretty good in game one of the doubleheader, evens up the series. They even take a lead in game three, but your guys said no mas. They battled back a three-run inning, and then they held on late. Super, Got to be super proud of those guys punching that ticket forward again. Yeah, it's exciting for our guys and for our community, our supporters, man, um, just our Vanderbilt family. But but the, the players are so resilient, man. They, um, you know, so many people said or uh, or you know have doubts and wondering if and but they believe the whole time. And like you said, much we uh, we faced adversity Saturday with rain, got pushed back, had to travel back and forth extra times. Um, we show up and um, we kind of get it handed to us and we, we go down behind. So you're talking about hours and hours and hours of uncertainty or, or nothing positive happen and just keep grinding. And, and then eventually top of the six late, you know, we find a spark and, and, and hang on. You know, that's what winners do. Be your best when your best is needed, man. And, and proud is so appropriate right now. We are so proud of these guys. Look, it would be one thing if you guys had, you know, a bunch of kids who have a ton of playoff experience playing between the white lines, but you guys don't, man. That's what makes it doubly impressive to me is that you guys returned, what, one, two starters off of last year's title-winning team. So it just goes to show that last year when you guys were doing all that winning, those guys were 
absorbing it, you know, right? They weren't just watching. They weren't doing They were absorbing it. They were soaking it all in, and they were learning from the guys who came before them. Now when it's their turn, they're not afraid, man. Yeah, we had um, 13 innings returning on the mound and one starter. We lost 10 seniors from last year. And, you know, it, one of the things we preach here at Vanderbilt in baseball is about a program. You know, so it's the program. It's each year's team, but it does, and we want to – create a tradition where it does carry on from year to year and those guys did watch and, and early on they didn't get to feel it per se when when they started getting in the games and feeling what it meant to be a part of it then it started clicking and as we go man our, one of our main goals is just to get better each day be better today than you were yesterday and um that's truly what they did they bought in and you know we played our best baseball as, as down the stretch which is the the game plan with the delay to Sunday, it does sort of complicate things a little bit with the short turnaround on Wednesday, and you guys especially played two games yesterday. Do you have any arms that you know are not going to be available for Wednesday that you kind of wish that were? No, sir. Actually, um, the way it shook out, um, every we'll have every arm available pitch count wise now how they're feeling physically you know some of the pitch count rules that that are regulated are kind of um wishy-washy whether you know it's best for kids or whatever but they have to have something in place but by pitch count wise our guys uh everybody will be available awesome i'm really glad to hear that because man we wouldn't want something that you guys couldn't control to keep you guys from being out there full strength now you're taking on a great opponent in the next one st louis is an outstanding team uh, they have been rolling so far in the postseason. You guys have some history with them. You've played them uh, earlier in the season. How do you guys make sure that the result this time is better than the result last time? Well, our focus won't be necessarily that. Uh, I guess in result, yes, and then on the scoreboard, not really our focus, but um, how we play the game. You know, I don't know that we played our best when we played them the first time, but you know, we we just want to make sure we give our best effort, and if it's not meant to be, then you know we can live with that. What, what hurts is when you, when you make it this far, you do something, you have an opportunity to compete, and you don't do your best, and that's what stings. So we want to make sure we don't have any regrets. Um, St. Louis is a team we played in the semifinals the previous two years, um, and the winner of that game in the last two years went on to win state. So um, you know, we, me and Coach Fondo were talking at last night after the game you know it's, it's kind of meant to be that we meet in the semifinals again um third year in a row they are a quality team well coached um got several uh college commits on their team and but uh you know what um, the best team doesn't always win the most talented team doesn't always win it's the team that plays the best and we just want to be great um five o'clock on wednesday so how do you approach the trip? And what I mean by that is you guys are kind of in between, right? In theory, you could go up Tuesday and, you know, sleep and then, you know, maybe get lunch as a team and then head to the park. But it is also a late enough game to where you guys can maybe head out on Wednesday or whatever. So what's the travel plans? How are you guys approaching that Wednesday at 5 o'clock first pitch out in Sulphur? Well, uh, that that's a good point. And the, the motive probably to go the night before was try to be comfortable you know, sleep in a hotel and 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 uh, wake up, and so you, so you have the bus ride out of you. But um, we're going to do it that day because it isn't you know that late. We can sleep in our own beds, and we're going to get a, a charter bus. You know, our athletic department really takes care of us. They give us resources. They give us the best opportunity. 
successful. So, you know, with that charter bus, we, we keep a lot of routines and it'll be a comfortable travel. And, and, you know, so, so we got our itinerary planned out, you know, we'll have mass in the morning and we'll have a good lunch on about halfway in Lafayette. We got a, a hitting facility set up in the Lake Charles area. Once we get there and, you know, we got a great itinerary. Um, the kids have been through it before. Coach has been through it before. So, um, you know, it's just a matter, you know, it's exciting. The emotion of the game yesterday when, when we finally tied it up and stuff, just that stuff is, is, is what you live for in athletics, you know, athletic sports, whatever sport you're playing, whatever. When something's bigger than yourself and you can buy in and you can connect with a team, with the school and everything, those things are just special. You know, you get goosebumps. I get goosebumps think, thinking about it. And um, you work so hard for 49, 50 weeks out of the year for a playoff window of two to three weeks to to go out there and to know what it takes to get in and to know what it's like to not be successful and to be able to have that success, man. It just <clears throat> it's a special feeling, and we have a lot of gratitude for you know uh, being blessed. You know. I don't know, man. It's, it's special, and we don't take it lightly. The fact that you know this this does, isn't an easy thing, and and uh, we just want to do our best as we, as we embark on this final week of the season. If I had to guess, you guys are going to give the ball to Gidry on Wednesday. Man, he's been outstanding so far in the in the postseason. He's been outstanding all year. Um, am I straying too far out into left field, assuming he's getting the ball for you? Well, um, you know, I, if I, if he doesn't start when I show up to work the next day, they might. Have <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not a stretch. Um, James has been our guy on, on, on the mound, clear number one. Everybody rallies behind him, and uh, man, he his heart is so big that he probably has trouble breathing because that thing expands into his lungs and everything. He just plays so hard and he competes so hard, and uh, you know, in his mind. He's a chihuahua that looks into the mirror and he sees a bulldog, you know, and he, he really is a true bulldog. I mean, so, uh, you know, it's exciting to have him on the mound and, and, and we love him, man. And you know, we got a bunch of guys that are like that, and that they maybe as individuals won't, um, you know, won't, won't knock your socks off. But as a team, as a group, man, there's none better. No doubt, brother. Look, we thank you so much for the time. We wish you guys nothing but the absolute best of luck, man. We're pulling for you. All right. Thanks so much, Casey. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. That was Coach Chapman Orbit Vanderbilt Catholic doing an excellent job. Gidry's getting the ball. They're taking on St. Louis. It's going to be a big challenge, right? St. Louis is really good. They are one of the better teams in the state. Any classification, you look at their schedule, you know, three-game sweep of St. Thomas Moore. They already beat Vanderbilt 9-1 to earlier in the season. They scored three runs against Barb, which takes a minor miracle to do that. Um, you know, they played some great teams and they got some great results playing those great teams. But you have James Gidry on the mound, you got a chance to beat anybody. And that's going to be the challenge. And especially hearing what Coach Menard said, they were able to maneuver their pitching to where they were able to keep everybody available. That's huge. That's huge. Heading into there with a full cupboard and your full allotment of arms, that's absolutely huge. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk maybe a little LSU baseball, maybe a little NBA playoffs. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun, KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 f.m. Medicaid members, keep your address and phone number up to date to make sure you receive important information about your health insurance and you don't risk losing your coverage. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, follow the directions and respond to it as soon as possible. For questions or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember, keep your contact information up to date and respond to Medicaid letters so you don't lose your health care coverage. As a veteran, you get a lot of advice, but wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, few can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. Steady yourself. You're not alone. You've got support. Learn more at maketheconnection.net. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Burn it down. Very apropos for this next segment. Um, there's a lot of LSU fans right now want the LSU baseball team to burn it all down after the Tigers got, frankly, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to sugarcoat They got embarrassed out in Auburn this weekend. They did. Um, you win game one when Skeens pitches, and you should win game two, but give it away. Eight to six, you're stranding runners all over the bases. You have opportunities throughout the game to put the game away. You just refuse to get a timely hit. And then your bullpen gives it away because that's what your bullpen does. And then on Sunday, you don't even get an opportunity. You get a run in the first inning. And then your starting pitching is so bad that the game is over before you even record an out. And you lose your first SEC series of the year at the hands of an Auburn team that on paper and with just about every metric you're probably supposed to beat. 
Now, all is not lost, right? LSU's number two in the country now. Oh, boo-hoo, they're just number two in the country. Poor widow old LSU fans, right? Woe is me. Everything's the worst that it's ever been. Woe is me. Oh, my God. The, the sky is falling. Um, You're still in contention to win the SEC championship. You're still very much so in contention to win the national championship. You're still very much so one of the best teams in the country. But there are some signs that the ship has taken on some water here, right? Now, here's where I think LSU's having some issues, right? I think in life, one of the most... Um, one of the most difficult things to do is to simplify a complicated process. I deal with this every day, right? I could make this show so complex and talk about a hundred different things. Bayou Sports, I could have a, a website that's so complicated and so complex that it's hard for the users to use. It's hard for me to upload to. At the end of the day, if people can't do what you're asking them to do, then what the hell's the point? And that's where I am with LSU, right? Is that there's no way a roster full of guys who were high school All-Americans all can't throw strikes. There's no way. So I don't think it's a pitching problem, right? You're LSU. You've got the best dudes, bruh. Everybody that's a dude in your dugout was once a high school All-American. And some of your guys were even standout players at other colleges, right? <clears throat> Christian Little was a good SEC performer at Vanderbilt. Thatcher Hurd was a good Pac-12 performer at UCLA. If they've done it at this level before, why are they not doing it for you? Because it's over-complicated. I think that the LSU pitching coach needs to do the following. Tell the catcher, whoever it might be on any given day, Put your big ass behind the plate. Put your glove in the middle of the plate. And let's go. We're going to hit that spot. Because I think that LSU, because they're LSU, is trying to approach pitching with too much of a fine-tooth comb right now. Trying to set up on the corners trying to make the absolute perfect pitch, trying to fool the batters instead of giving a predictable early count fastball, ah, we're going to throw an early count curveball, switch it up. And it's too much on the guys on the mound mentally. So what's happening? Pitch one in the dirt, ball one. Pitch two, high and outside, ball two. Pitch three, oh, in the dirt, ball three. Then it get me over fastball. <clears throat> then it's 3-1. And when it's 2-0, when it's 3-1 all game, 
You're going to fry your pitchers mentally, A, and that's where we are right now. B, the opponents are going to be able to guess what's coming. They know it's going to be a fastball coming. And you're going to get hit hard. I made this story and I referenced this story on social media earlier today when explaining this. So if you follow me on Facebook, I apologize. You may have already heard me say this, but I'm going to say it again to our larger audience. In the mid-2010s, I got into bowling. Like 2013, 2014, I got really big into bowling. And I got so much so into it that I decided one day, I'm going to try to take my game to the next level. I'm going to start doing all this fancy stuff that they do. I'm going to start curving the ball. and So I tried to start doing it. I couldn't. I wasn't good at it. Whereas I was consistently rolling 160s and 170s, bowling the way that I bowl, I was rolling gutters, and I was really struggling, right? 120, 130, if I was lucky, you know, 160 or 170. By and large, my average had dropped. My confidence had dropped. I was thinking before every shot, oh, I don't want to roll it in the gutter. Oh, I mess. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. It wasn't, hey, I want to roll a strike. It was, oh, I don't want to mess up. So what happened? After about three months of finagling with that, you know what I started to do? Started to roll straight again. Stop curving. Head on. Straight on. It's time for the LSU pitching staff to start pitching straight on again. Early in the count, throw fastballs. I don't care if they're right down the middle. Are you going to get hit a little bit doing that? Yeah, you will. But you got to start locating over the plate. Because ball one, ball two, ball three, walk. Ball one, ball two, ball three, walk. Ball one, ball two, ball three, walk. Wild pitch. Hit batter. Giving stuff away for free is going to get you beat. And that's the challenge for Wes Johnson now. I get it. You're at LSU. I get it. You think that you could have the most sophisticated approach and you could coach these guys like you could in the pros when you were with the Twins and all this fancy pants, fun chalk stuff. I get it. You're a former pro MLB pitching coach. We all know it. We got it, bro. But part of being an elite coach is adjusting to what you got. And right now at LSU, you know what you got? You got a bunch of dudes who are fragile. You know how you handle dudes who are fragile? With kid gloves. Give them some easy stuff that they could succeed at. Because everybody would much rather see a guy throw five innings and maybe give up a couple of solo home runs, maybe give up some doubles, might even give up three, four runs. Five innings, four runs. Everybody would rather see that than a guy who walks six guys in the first inning and has to be pulled out of the game before even recording an out. A teacher once told me, all you need in life sometimes is a kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. If I see another first pitch of an at-bat breaking ball, 
go into the dirt, nowhere near the strike zone, I'm going to scream. Keep it simple, stupid. Early in counts, throw strikes. Early in counts, throw fastballs. Don't line up on the corners and trust that your catcher's going to frame the pitch for a strike. Bring it back to the outside. That's complicated. That's high-level stuff. You don't have the dudes to do that right now. Stop curving it when you bowl. Bowl the damn thing straight on. Tell the catcher, get in the middle of the plate. We're throwing a fastball. And guess what? Those dudes aren't accurate. So you line up right down the middle. They're probably going to miss a couple of inches to the either side. So what does that mean? It's going to either hit the inside or the outside black anyway, right? Keep it simple, stupid. You could do all your fancy pants Minnesota twin stuff when Paul Skeens is pitching. Because guess what? In a year or two, Paul Skeens is going to be pitching in the MLB. But Ty Floyd and Christian Little are not Paul Skeens. So you got to handle them a little bit different. Let's pitch from ahead every once in a while. And then two, three innings in after there's a little conference, a little momentum, and there's a little vibe, and the guy's starting to feel good about himself, then yeah, maybe we could bite off a little more. Keep it simple, stupid. That's the message for this LSU team the rest of the year. Because all you got to do, right, your offense is so much better than everybody else's. That all you got to do is pitch to a C grade. We're not asking these guys to, to allow no runs. If LSU could just limit the opponent to six runs, they're going to win every damn time they play. But where you get beat, is when you're giving up six runs in the first inning. Keep it simple, stupid. Is it time to panic? Is it time to burn it down, as the theme song said to open the segment? No, it's not. You're still in great shape. You got time to fix this. And even through some of your issues, you're still one of the best teams in the SEC. And the I mentioned this yesterday. The schedule actually gets softer in the NCAA tournament, right? That's how you know the SEC is crazy good. You make it to the playoffs and you start playing easier games than your conference games. But what we saw this weekend is going to have to get better. And Jay Johnson knows it, right? He said as much in his weekend press conference. It's going to have to get better. Because pitching it and as poorly as they did this weekend and just simply giving so much free stuff away is not going to be good enough to get where this team wants to go, which is to try to win the national championship. Keep it simple, stupid. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get our weekend W's and L's. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this.
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're gonna get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. This is Casey Gisclair here with Play by Play. Broadcasting Monday through Friday from 1130 to 1, we will offer the latest in high school sports all across the Bayou region with a little bit of college and pro mixed in. We'll interview coaches and student athletes throughout the week, getting their thoughts on the action happening in our area. Our phone lines are always open, so feel free to chime in with your thoughts as well. Find us on social media. We will be heavily promoting our content and getting our audience involved. That's Play by Play every Monday through Friday at 1130 right here on your home for high school sports, 102.7 FM, KLEB. Hey, Louisiana, how are you stopping litter? In Terrebonne Parish, we put our trash in a bag and never out the car window. In Bienville, we bag it, tie it, and put a lid on it. We keep litter out of our lakes in Lafayette. And in Calcasieu Parish, we keep our roads clean by clearing out our truck beds and securing our loads. We need every person in every parish to stop littering and keep Louisiana beautiful. For more litter prevention tips, visit LetLouisianaShine.org. Sponsored by the Louisiana Lieutenant Governor's Office and Keep Louisiana Beautiful. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Got some fans who are blowing up my phone. Several fans have texted me during the break saying, hey, just clear preach. You know, we're so happy to hear what you've got to say about the LSU team. Um, yeah, man. We're trying to do our best, trying to um trying to call it like it is, right? I mean, it's a school that I love. It's a school that I want to be successful. Uh, but boy, it's it's tough to watch sometimes. W's and L's for the weekend. Um, let's talk about some of the great performances and some of the performances that maybe were not as great from the weekend. A W goes to Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. Um, y'all, I'm a big basketball guy, right? You guys know this. Um, Devin Booker is doing some stuff right now that we've not seen. Um, 
<clears throat> in these playoffs against the Denver Nuggets, Devin Booker is shooting 63% from the field. And granted, there's not a center, right? There's not a seven-foot guy who's shooting layups and dunking all game. He's shooting 63% from the field, shooting mid-range from the outside, right? 57% from the three-point line, attempting five a game. 36.3 points per game. 8.8 assists per game. In the last two games of the series, both at home against Denver, the Suns have won and they've evened it up 2-2. Two to two. Booker has shot 34 of, let's do some math, 34 of 43 from the field. 34 of 43. I got to get out the phone calculator. 34 divided by 43. 79% from the field in the last two games. Scored 47 in game three with nine assists, 36 in game four with 12 assists. Devin Booker is playing at an out-of-this-world good level right now. And he's a guy that you don't often hear, right? Like when you see a little kid playing in their yard today, they're pretending to be LeBron. They're pretending to be Steph Curry. They're pretending to be Giannis. They're pretending, actually, these days, John Morant's probably the most popular player amongst kids, which is unfortunate given that John Morant might be an alcoholic given some of his social habits that we've learned about lately. But he seems to be probably the most popular player amongst kids that I talk with. You don't ever hear a guy say, yeah, Devin Booker's my favorite player. But boy, that's not a bad guy to imitate, right? Because he is so fundamentally gifted and is so good at and proficient at working that mid-range and getting to the basket. And when you're talking about scoring 36 shots or 36 points on 18 shots in a playoff game while also still creating 12 assists for your teammates, whew, that's that's incredibly good, man. That's incredibly good stuff from Booker. He gets a weekend W. Weekend L goes to the LSU baseball team. We talked about that. I'm not going to dive too much into that. We spent a whole segment on that in the last part of the show. You lose it your first series. You lose your number one spot in the rankings. Um, Auburn puts it on you. It's as simple as that. Auburn put it on you. There's no excuses. Um, no, you know, a lot of people, oh, Saturday you got cheated by the umpires. And look, Saturday I did. I thought the home plate umpire was atrocious. But it doesn't excuse the fact that you stranded the bases loaded two or three times and didn't score, right? You had opportunities to win through that. No excuses. Auburn was the better team this past weekend, and LSU's got some pieces to put back together. On the flip side, a weekend W goes to the Nichols baseball team. If you live in the Bayou region and you're a baseball fan, home of Thibodeau area, Morgan City area, River Parish area, go and invest some time in watching this team play. Nichols is in first place in the Southland Conference with a 27-18 and overall record and a 12-6 and record in Southland play. They just got done sweeping Southeastern, 13-7, 6-5, and 9-0. Now, I get it, Southeastern's a little down this year, but this is a Colonel team that hits the cover off of the ball, right? Some of the good Seth Thibodeau teams of the past, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. In fact, I'll say it bluntly were some of the most boring college baseball teams to ever watch. Because over at Didier Field, 
this time of the year, the wind is pretty much always blowing in. <clears throat> so Tibbs would recruit guys who were good on the mound. Not that there's anything wrong with being a good on the mound. Court, you know, of course that's what you want to do. And Nichols would bunt and play small ball, and they would try to beat you two to one. But the problem with that was is that if you scored five or six runs on them, they weren't capable of scoring anything more than the two or three runs. This year's team has no issue with that. They could score, and they could score in droves. Over the weekend, they put together 28 runs in the three-game series. They hit the ball on the barrel. They hit for base hits. They hit for doubles, line drive after line drive after line drive. And it's local dudes doing the bulk of the damage. Parker Cadoux, Zane Washington, Wes Toops. I mean, these are kids that are from here that are competing at that high level. A weekend L goes to Phoenix Suns owner Matt Ashiba, who yesterday during game four between the Nuggets and the Suns grabbed the basketball, which went into the crowd and was refusing to give it back to Nikola Jokic. Nuggets were trying to put the ball back into play, get back in transition, go back the other way, refused to put the ball back in play which causes a skirmish, which causes the, the Suns' owner to put his hands on Jokic. Now, Jokic gave him a shove back, and what did he do? He flopped. He flopped like you would see a player. He flopped. Now, Ashiba has since said he doesn't think Jokic should be suspended for Game 5. Of course he shouldn't be suspended for Game 5. We've got to draw a line in the sand here. I don't care if you're an owner of a team. I don't care if you're a billionaire. I don't care if you have the booking rights to the stadium on that day. If you're in the stands, you cannot put your hands on a player. Jokic shouldn't have retaliated, right? But I also understand where he's coming from. If if I feel somebody grabbing at me and I'm in, in a hostile area, I'm pushing back can't put your hands on a player and an owner should know better than to do that. Hey, weekend W goes to my guy, James Harden. James Harden was left for dead after games two and three. And maybe rightfully so because he was atrocious in games two and three. Was two of 14 in game two, three of 14 in game three as the 76ers allowed Boston to win two in a row. Yesterday, with the season on the line, and frankly, with Joel Embiid playing very soft in the fourth quarter because Al Horford was kind of locking him up defensively, Harden decided, hey, we're not ready to go out just yet. Made a floater to force overtime in traffic. Made the game-winning three-pointer to win the game in overtime. And with Boston running at him and attacking him in isolation over and over and over again defensively, got a couple of key deflections, had four steals, had a block. Harden showed that when he's focused and he's locked in, he could still be that guy. And the most important thing of what he did yesterday is he made a memory that's going to be remembered forever by John Howe. John Howe was a victim of the Michigan State shooting was wounded, still in a wheelchair. Harden made friends with him after that, Skyped him from the hospital, 
built a bond there, flew him out to Philadelphia for the game, and after the game gave him his shoes. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. That's what sports are about. That's that's what life is about. James Harden scored 42 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists yesterday to save his season. And he gets a weekend W for that, and then also his goodwill off of the floor. Weekend L goes to the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are in trouble against the Miami Heat. They're down two games to one and are a four-point underdog tonight. Facing a Miami Heat team that has Jimmy Butler playing with an ankle sprain. Got blown out of game three. 105 to 86, it wasn't competitive. Julius Randle, wake up. 4 of 15 shooting in game three. R.J. Barrett, wake up. 5 of 16 shooting in game three with a minus 32 plus minus. Your best players in the playoffs have to play big for you to have a chance. And right now, the Knicks' best players are not playing as well as the Heat's best players. Butler and Adebayo and Strauss and those guys are just running them out. Big opportunity for the Knicks tonight to even that series up. If they don't, they're going home. It's as simple as that. Weekend W goes to the WWE. And you guys don't like, some, well, I say you guys, a few of you guys don't like when I talk about wrestling, and I get it. It's, it's a niche topic. It's not for everybody. But there's also a whole lot of you who tell me that they love the wrestling stuff, right? WWE hosted a pay-per-view this weekend in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And when I tell you that was one of the most entertaining wrestling shows that I have seen in the last decade, it was one of the most entertaining wrestling shows that I've seen in the last decade. The booking was good. The performances in the ring were good. And what sold it all is that crowd in San Juan was electric. That was an awesome environment. And that's a reminder why We love the sport like we do. So if you didn't see it, but you are a fan and you have Peacock, you get a little spare time at night after work, do yourself a favor. Carve yourself. You know, the show's about three hours, three and a half hours. You don't have to carve three three and a half hours. We all know there's some stuff in there that we could fast forward through. Give yourself about an hour and a half. Watch the match between Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Watch Cody and Brock. The reactions. Watch Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley. The crowd reactions were magic. It was an awesome showcase. Weekend L goes to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Remember we talked about the Pirates. Oh, they're a great story. They're a young team. They're playing so well. They've got so much going for them. Row, row. The Pirates, who were once 20 and 8, are now 20, or excuse me, 20 and 9. No, 20 and 8. I had the math right wrong. Trust yourself, just clear. They were once 20 and 8. They're now 20 and 15. Why? Because they've lost seven in a row. Pittsburgh is slumping, they're not playing well anymore. They got swept by the Blue Jays, got swept by the Rays. Now, I will say this. There are going to be a lot of teams that are going to get swept by the Blue Jays and get swept by the Rays. Now they're playing the Rockies beginning today. 
me, you, the mailman, and the milkman could probably take two of three from the Rockies. They're not very good. They're 14 and 21. It'll be a big test for Pittsburgh today to get up back on that horse and go get you a W. Big test. You got beat up on by Tampa and Toronto. Hey, stuff happens. Tampa and Toronto might be the two best teams in all of baseball. Now you're facing Colorado. You want to be a contender. You want to win the National League Central. Ain't no excuses. You end the losing streak and you go beat Colorado. Big chance today for Pittsburgh to show some guts. Weekend W goes to the aforementioned Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays are ridiculous, y'all. They score so damn much. They've scored 225 runs this season in 35 games. They're 28-7. and And for all the offense, they don't give up any runs. They've only allowed 110 runs this season. They have a plus 115 run differential. They are far and away right now. It's still super early. Far and away right now, the best team in baseball. They are incredible. They do things at such a high level and have a payroll that's at such a low level that it makes it so impressive how they are head and shoulders better at the margins than everybody else. How do you succeed without star players? Well, your scouting's got to be good. Your player development's got to be good. Your coaching's got to be good. The fact that they're 28-7 and and the highest paid player on their roster is a guy who makes, let me see, I'm going to pull it up right now. Tampa Bay raise salaries. The highest paid player on their payroll, which by the way is $56 million. There's some players who make that in a year. Zach Eflin makes $11 million. That's not even one of their key guys. But every single other player on their team makes less than $10 million. And they've only got one, two, three, four players who make more than $5 million. They are a dollar store brand payroll that's getting Walmart level results. The Rays are incredible playing at such a high level. They get a weekend W. Another weekend W goes to Calvin Harris of Ole Miss. In a game over the weekend for the Rebels, Calvin Harris hit four home runs with 10 RBI in the game. Four home runs with 10 RBI. Now, granted, Ole Miss is not good. They're 6-18 and 18 in the SEC. They're 25-23 and 23 overall. But they did win one game against Missouri this weekend by a 20-14 margin. And Calvin Harris drew our attention, knocking four of them out of the park, having a career day as he led his team past the Missouri Tigers. That wraps up W's and L's. Hope everybody enjoyed. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll try to get you some betting picks, make a little money on the market. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking. Serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank now 70 years strong. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. 
2. Wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. 3. Remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. 4. Empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as 2 inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number 7. Swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. You can depend on a Mueller metal roof. We were fortunate enough to be able to build a house on family land, and we've really enjoyed being out here. We couldn't ask for a better place to raise our boys. Our home builder, I don't believe, had ever had an experience with working with Mueller and had nothing but great things to say about the company, about the process. Everybody was professional. If anybody mentions the word metal, we say we know a guy and give them the phone number to Mueller. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. Hi, I'm Susan Wolverton, account executive for KLEB 1600 AM, The Raging Cajun. I have the experience to help you work out an effective marketing plan for your business. I will sit down with you and personalize an effective advertising plan to fit your budget today. Call me, Susan Wolverton, account executive for KLEB 1600 AM, The Raging Cajun. Call me at 798-7792. Call me. Made in America. What does that mean? At Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings, it means a family coming together to get a job done the best way we know how. It means a marriage between state-of-the-art and good old-fashioned know-how. It means caring about the product and the people who use it. It means pride in a job well done. Mueller. Made in America. Made to last. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. There's no combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard No song that I could sing but I can try for your heart Our dreams and they are made out of The LSU men's basketball team just received a transfer portal commitment from George Washington transfer Hunter Dean who's a Mandeville, Louisiana native Dean is a 6 foot 10 inch forward who averaged 8.7 points, 6.1 rebounds per game shot 64% from the field so a very traditional post player, right? He's going to be a guy who's going to bang. He's going to shoot layups. He's probably not going to have the best foot speed defensively, but he is going to add a little depth to that LSU lineup. So kudos to Coach Matt McMahon and his staff for adding a little more beef. LSU's looked to add a lot of size. Maybe that was an area where the Tigers felt they were inadequate. I could argue they were inadequate everywhere last year, but maybe that's one area that they're pinpointing as trying to get better. MLB picks I like for today. I like the Dodgers minus 104 money line against the Brewers. Um, Tony Gonsolin is throwing against Peralta. <clears throat> the Dodgers are not going to be afraid to play on the road, right? They're going to they're going to compete and they're going to battle. And I think that anytime you get Los Angeles against an opponent that's about similar to them at even money with Gonsolin on the mound, I'm taking the Dodgers all day long. Um, today in the MLB. I like um, 
the Giants minus one and a half run line over the Nationals. Uh, the Giants are struggling this year, right? They're 15 and 18, but the Nationals just are not very good. Making a long road trip. I think that with Anthony Disclo- <laughs> with Anthony, how am I going to say this? Anthony Disclafania, Disclafania on the mound. I knew I could say it. I just had to break it down. Anthony Disclafania on the mound. He's got a 2.13 ERA. He's been excellent this season. I think the Giants are going to get the win at home, and I think they're going to put it on the Nationals pretty good. I also today, um, in the world of the NBA, I'm going to go with, uh, let's go over 208.5 for the Knicks and the Heat. I think that it's going to be another defensive game, but I do think we're going to get into the hundreds. I think Miami could score on the Knicks. I don't think that's something that bothers them. It's going to be whether or not the Knicks could score on the Heat. And I think that the Knicks are going to be more efficient on offense than what we've seen. I think they're going to score. I'm looking at like a 110 to 104 type of game, and I'm looking for an over. In the Warriors and the Lakers, Give me Golden State plus three today. Just following a pattern here, right? The Lakers have been giving me good one, bad one, good one, bad one, good one, bad one for pretty much the whole playoffs, right? The last one was a good one. They won by 30. I think this one's going to be a bad one. I think Golden State's going to go on the road, compete, and battle. I think Golden State knows they can't beat them three times in a row or it's extremely unlikely they beat them three times in a row. So I think Golden State knows we got to have it tonight. I think they're going to lock up and play better. Give me the Warriors plus three tonight against the Lakers. That wraps us up for today. Very good show. So happy to be back. So happy to be um, you know, talking sports with you guys. I want to thank Brian Colley for his time. I want to thank Chad Menard for his time. I don't foresee any complications or any issues or anything that should delay us from having a full week of five shows this week. So we look forward to delivering that to you. Um, tomorrow, going to try to have Stan on. Going to talk about whether or not E.D. White punched their ticket into Sulphur. They've got two games scheduled for today. They've only got to win one of the two to make it there. And then we'll let you know everybody that made it, right? You know, I just kind of focus local today. Let you know everybody that made it. I'll give you a rundown of all the semifinal matchups and everything like that. And uh, we'll probably try to have uh, some football coaches on this week because they're in their springs. I know we've spoken to BJ. We've spoken to Kyle. We'll probably try to have some football coaches on to, um, you know, make sure that everybody is up to date with the latest happening in our high school scene. That wraps us up for today. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Enjoy the rest of your workday. Please be safe getting back home from your commute. Have a great day. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. God bless you all. Take care. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.